So what's the difference between buying a company's assets versus its shares? Hey there everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site where I discuss buying and selling small businesses, local investing, personal finance, and anything else that my viewers want to ask me about these types of topics. Today I've got a question from Scott who's looking at purchasing a business in the United States and the seller wants to do it as a share sale, Scott wants to do it as an asset sale, and he sent me a question about specific tax advice, which I will not answer, of course, because I'm not a local CPA. Uh, what I did want to talk about in this video, though, is what the heck is the difference between an asset and a share sale, because it's a question that does come up, especially for a lot of people looking at purchasing a business for the first time. Let's go to the whiteboard, and I'll make some illustrations. All right, I put up some information here on the whiteboard so that I can make an illustration between an asset and a share sale. And what I've done is I've created two people, David and Scott. Now, what's interesting about David and Scott is these are what we call natural persons, meaning human beings, okay? Uh, corporations in most of the world exist in, um, uh, as people, right? A corporation is a person separate from the people who happen to be its owners. When we're talking about big corporations like the telephone company, it's obvious that a corporation is separate from the people who happen to be its owners, the shareholders. But oftentimes when we're talking about small businesses, it may be more difficult to distinguish between people and corporations, uh, but often there are corporations at play. So for example, um, let's say that me, David, I want to buy uh, Scott's lawn care business. Very simple, small business. Um, what Scott has created uh, with the help of his advisors is a structure which helps him minimize liability and taxes. So what Scott has done is he's created Scott Corp Limited, which is a limited liability corporation. It's, it's, a, it's a company, right? As an incorporated entity, Scott Corp Limited is actually a legal person under the law. And it has obligations and liabilities but it is in fact owned by Scott, okay? Scott Corp owns property. It owns a lawnmower, okay? And this is what Scott uses to go out and mow people's lawns. So if I wanna take over the lawn mowing business, there are several different ways that I can go about making this transaction. I can purchase the lawnmower. If I purchase the lawnmower, what's happening is me as a natural person is purchasing an asset Who's the seller? It's not Scott. It's Scott Corp Limited. So after the transaction, I will have a bill of sale or a purchase and sale agreement with Scott Corp as the seller and me as the buyer. And I will then own the lawnmower. Now with that purchase of the lawnmower, I can also take over things like trade names. So for example, we see here doing business as Scott's Lawn Care. That name can be assigned to me. Even if I wanted to take the name Scott Corp Limited. In many jurisdictions, corporations can revert back to a number. So where I happen to be, every corporation can have a name, but it's also given a designated number, a business number, a corporation number. A company can give up its name and revert back to its number. So in a purchase transaction for assets, um, people can often get the name, even though it happens to be a name of a corporation, without buying the corporation, okay? Let's say, and then what would happen after that sale is that Scott would continue to be the owner of Scott Corp Limited and the money that I paid for that lawnmower would be in the accounts of Scott Corp. Now, how does Scott then get that money out? 
it's going to have to be through the regular ways that owners get money out of corporations, through either a dividend or um, maybe a paycheck, right, or some kind of bonus. So there's going to be another layer of taxation uh, for most corporate structures everywhere in the world. Scott might have another plan for his corporation. Maybe he wants to get into the paving business. So having that money in the corporation may not necessarily be a bad thing for him if he has another plan for the corporation. Or to minimize taxes, let's say Scott's retiring, he might have a plan to keep his corporation alive and withdraw money slowly over the course of maybe 10 or 15 years, again to minimize the personal tax effect of taking that money out of the corporation. So what if instead of buying the assets, oh, and let me be clear, when you buy the assets, what's happening is I'm creating a completely new business entity, okay? Because from the perspective of the customers who have their lawns mowed, they may not notice the difference. I'm gonna carry on with the contracts, I'm gonna con collect money from them, I'm gonna to continue to give them good customer service, but if they have some kind of problem, let's say, because of the way Scott mowed their lawn last year, maybe he mowed over you know, a, a little maple tree sapling or something and they're angry with Scott, it's technically not my problem because I didn't own the company. I wasn't responsible for what happened last year. That was Scott Corp that was operating the business last year. Let's say that Scott and I agree that I, David, am gonna buy his corporation. In this case, it's a different kind of transaction. This is now a share purchase because Scott is now the seller, okay? And instead, you know, the title to the lawnmower doesn't change. The lawnmower is still the property of Scott Corp. But I now am going to become the owner of Scott Corp. All right? So all of the contracts that exist between Scott Corp and its customers remain intact. There's no changes. Nobody, for any reason, is going to know that there's any difference. However, if now that homeowner decided to sue because of the sapling that was run over last year, guess what? Scott Corp was the one who mowed the lawn last year. Scott Corp is responsible. I now own Scott Corp. So it creates this doorway to liability from past actions. That's why in a lot of cases, um, your lawyer will advise you not to purchase the shares of a small business. And for the most part, when we're talking about the smallest of businesses, you know, sales under half a million dollars kind of thing, uh, share deals are not that common. Uh, unless there's a really big reason why we want to have it done that way. Here in Canada, sales of shares of eligible companies are tax-free, and so sometimes when people are negotiating the sale of a company, they will agree to a lower price for their company, for their business, if the buyer will agree to purchase shares, giving the seller tax-free proceeds from the sale. There are other reasons. So for example, if equipment has been completely depreciated off the balance sheet of a selling company but still has real value, in an asset sale, there would have to be a recapture recognized. So if the lawnmower had been written down, depreciated to $10, but it was really worth $1,000, the, from the government's point of view, income tax was avoided because of the depreciation expense, which wasn't real depreciation. So the government is going to be looking for that income tax that was previously avoided. It's called a capital cost recapture uh, or CCA charge. The terminology varies depending on what country you happen to be in. So does it make sense for me, David, to purchase the shares of Scott Corp? 
Well, it may or may not. It may, and it always comes down to negotiation. But for some companies, like construction companies, let's say, where bonding certificates are an issue sometimes, or in companies that have a lot of complex contracts with a lot of other entities around the world, let's say, it can make sense to purchase the shares because you don't want to have to go and do assignments of all those contracts, especially if um, you know doing an assignment of the contract gives op opens a door for the customer to get out of the contract, for example. So sometimes there are contractual region reasons why you may want to purchase the shares of a company. Now, instead of me buying shares or assets, what can also commonly happen is I will create my own corporation and my corporation will be the buyer either of assets or shares. This is often a favorable way to do things if we're going to get into borrowing or debt. Let me give you an example. If David borrows money to buy the lawnmower, in order to repay the money, I have to take money out of my lawn mowing business and pay personal tax rates on that money and then give the payment to the bank. So I have to earn a lot more money than uh, just the payment because personal tax rates uh, can be quite high depending on which country you're in. However, where I live in Canada, corporate tax rates are much lower than personal tax rates. So if I create a corporation to buy the assets, my corporation borrows money from the bank, I can then make earnings doing lawn mowing pay a much lower tax rate and make my payment to the bank with money that's been taxed at a lower tax rate. It makes a lot more sense. These kinds of structures and what you're going to get into require advice from local advisors who are familiar with taxes and liability issues in your own jurisdiction. So you're going to have to have a relationship with a local CPA or tax advisor, accountant, etc. And if it's you know, going to be a complex deal and you're getting into a share purchase, you're going to need the advice of a qualified attorney who can help protect you from some of the liabilities that you might incur if you actually purchase shares. So it's not uncommon in a deal, if you do purchase shares, for the seller to create some kind of warranty that indemnifies you from the past actions of the company. But in order for that warranty to have any power, we have to create a mechanism of accountability. And I talk about that in my other videos as well as my Business Buyer Advantage course, which you can find at businessbuyeradvantage.com. If you've enjoyed the content of this video, please like or share it. It's the only way that the YouTube algorithms and the other platforms, LinkedIn, Medium, wherever you happen to be watching this, have of knowing that the content is actually valuable. And so if you want to make sure that other people like you get to see this, it's important to like and share. If you haven't already, please come over to my blog site, investlocalbook.com, and sign up for my weekly email list. I send out an email every Friday, and you get videos like these several days before anyone else online. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Cheers.